Welcome back to the Christian Women's Health Collective podcast. And we are talking about stress around the holidays. And specifically this week, we're going to talk about stress around holiday eating, whatever that might look like for you. But we're going to tell you what it looks like for us. And I'm going to let Julie open us up. Well, so stress for me and eating during the holidays is real. (laughs) Um, It's just the season and it's the season of eating and overeating and indulging. Um, But it often leaves you just feeling like, what have I done? You know, and sometimes a little worse. So um, we're going to choose to have the season and to indulge in all the good things. Um, but one thing leading up to the season is we're going to be intentional. So we're really working this season to be intentional with what we're going to be cooking, how many days we're going to be eating it and how much we're going to be cooking. I know for Thanksgiving, I went a little bit overboard and that's already stressed me out coming into the year. I'm like, I'm still eating that Thanksgiving leftovers, um, which can be a little difficult, especially if you've got a family coming and they bring all of their dishes. And so, um, one thing I think is just to really plan ahead. And even, you know, a lot of times we wait until the last minute to look at our menus or to talk and see what other people are bringing. Um, But put that on your morning meditation and in your prayer journal and really just seek wisdom on what to cook or how to cook. Um, Cooking is a love language, I think, for a lot of people. Um, And eating is just something that we do when we celebrate. But I'm learning that it does not have to be all the bad things. Um, but also while it's there to be happy in that moment, because if we're not, then I think we tend to throw that stress on our family members and other people, which is something we don't want to do. Um, so share those things with other people. That's what I intend to do to kind of lessen that stress is just to share with them what my plans are, try to gather a menu and to see what other people are bringing. And then also, I think it is a good idea to introduce them into some of the good things that. I've been cooking and some of the good nutritional things like a warm salad or things that we normally wouldn't cook, but yet are a good introduction, especially on this little health journey. Um, One thing that I've had to get used to, you know, with the change is people, a lot of times that we're around, especially family that are coming in, can give you um, grief about your health changes. Um, But one thing that I'm learning is that they learn from us. They, if we cook a good meal, they like those good meals, then they're seeing the change and that they're adapting to it and they want to see more. We don't have to push it on them. So this is, can be a good opportunity and a good time just to share what we're learning and how we're changing our lifestyles to accommodate the things that we're going through. Um, you know, if, especially if you're dealing with grief, grief during the season and then you add in holiday stress, it's just too much. So look at what you're eating, plan it with your loved ones and share the menu options and just really think about it, you know, first. You don't have to keep all the things in your refrigerator either. So if you are cooking a big meal, ask them to bring Tupperware so you can send a lot of it, a lot of it right back home with them. <laughs> I love so, that. Sherry, I'll pass it to you to see what kind of <laughs> tips you have. Oh, thank you. Well, um, had someone I was <laughs> when you were talking. Um, so, uh, you know, some of the things are that, you know, it's also a time that we go to different parties and different events and whatnot. And so if you are going to somebody else's house for dinner and it's a potluck, or you're going to some kind of festivity and you're bringing food, um, I would always say, you know, bring something, uh, healthy that you would eat. 
Um, that way, you know, you have at least one thing um, that you can eat and you feel good about. Um, but the thing is, too, is that, you know, don't beat yourself up um, and do be intentional. So if you are going out to a party or what, you know, whatever it is, an event, and uh, you decide, you know what, I'm going to enjoy everything, you know, then enjoy it. And, and then, you know, it, you know, tomorrow's another day or the next meal's another, another day, you know, time. And you just get back on it because I, I, I'm looking at in the next several weeks, we've got a wedding coming up. We've got in a, in a couple of weeks and we've got, you know, different uh, dinners with different people and different parties and whatnot that, that we're going to. And it's like, oh, goodness. Um, there's a lot of situations where I probably will not have very little control over what I'm eating um, because I will be subjected to whatever it is. Um, you know, in that situation, you know, this is very interesting, but pray over your food and pray that the food will be nutritious for you and that it will give you what you need and um, it will. So, uh, and then the other thing about that is, is that in between, um, you know, get back on track and just eat well uh, for yourself so that, you know, you're not, oh, I went off the rails for dinner and I had all the chocolate cake and, and everything. And, you know, then it just spirals, well, December's shot. So I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> December's gone. So, yeah, enjoy, but, you know, also bring it back into what uh, you want to create as well. Be intentional. So go for it, Brie. So this is an exciting topic for me because we're all about <laughs> feasting and fasting and flexible fasting and getting rid of all the food guilt. So um, since we have started fasting, then I don't obsess over so much about every little, you know, special treat that I have during the holiday season because I'm going to be fasting through the whole thing and I'm going to be fasting before and I'm going to be fasting afterwards. And so for the first time in my life, I don't gain weight over the holidays, you know, and if I put on a few pounds while I'm gone for a week on vacation or whatever, then I fast when I come back and it's no big deal. So that is like incredibly free. Um, but that being said, I don't go crazy either because I don't feel well if I eat that stuff constantly. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do, um, all the time, even over the holidays is just go by the 80, 20 rule. Right. So 80% of the time you do great percent of the time you give yourself a little grace and you celebrate and you feast and you enjoy mm -hmm. those parties and times with your family and friends and create memories um so what that looks like practically is if you have um you've got seven days in a week you have three meals each day that's 20 that's three times seven 21 meals yeah so then 20 percent of that is basically three meals that you can have something fun right? Like not that all your food isn't fun, but something with sugar in it, I would say personally. So, so I look forward to like three times a week, I'll have something fun. Like Friday nights, I'll have a glass of wine on date night with my husband. Saturday morning, I'll have a fancy coffee with honey in it or something. And then I'll say one other time, if we have a party or celebration, some other time during the week that I want to have something really fun. So that's just a practical way to go about um, eating during the holidays and still sticking to your healthy foods, you know, most of the time, anytime foods. And if you're fasting, that counts as an anytime food meal because you're not eating any of the bad stuff, right? So we always fast if we can up until the party time. 
Um, and we do no sugar days to help us pass the next day, um, after, especially after a party. You know, we won't necessarily fast the next day, but we'll do like a no snacks and no sugar the next day so that then it's easier to fast the following day. So there's just a lot of ways to work around um, the holidays and being able to feast and celebrate um, with your family and stuff without having the stress of worrying about how um, much weight you're going to gain or how much sugar you're going to eat or those kinds of things. Because we all are going to overeat occasionally. We're going to have parties occasionally. So it's just about balance. So that is my two cents on that. The other thing that I want to mention is that um, it's okay to not do traditional meals at holidays. Like if you're in the middle of a renovation, order pizza for Christmas dinner. If you are traveling, get Chinese food. Like there are no, there are no rules. What I'm saying is that do what works for you for this year and forget about the traditions, throw them out the window if you have to. We do soup for Christmas every year and it's things that I put in the freezer ahead of time. All I do is throw it in the pot and we eat it for like four days. So I don't have to do any cooking. I can spend all of that time with my family and I don't have to spend it in the kitchen making dinner, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Because my family loves soup. Um, it's a, one of our Danish heritage traditions. So anyways, and I have the Christmas treats made ahead of time and they're great. So they're freezeable and everything. So if that's what works for you, do that. If, if you're one who loves to sit in the kitchen and do stuff like my daughter is still going to want to bake stuff with me. So I'll save a couple of things to make with her in the kitchen and we'll turn on our music and we'll dance and we'll bake some stuff and we'll have a good time. Um, so I'll still do that too. But if you need to make it easy, make it easy. Well, right on. Well, I just, I don't really have much that I can add to all of that other than, you know, for most of my childhood, I obsessed over food. I taught my daughter how to binge and feel like, you know, a big guilt pot over the way that I ate during the holiday season. Um, I, you know, holidays are very much a time of, of feasting. And um, I guess ever since I left my hometown, and this has been many years ago, I haven't really done huge holiday celebrations but I always had this obligation in my in my mind that I had to I don't know cook traditional recipes like if you um and I don't remember if it was in a podcast or when it was but I cooked my I baked my grandmother's traditional party mix recipe and I overate it like I would every year as a kid um you know, but the, the difference now versus what it was like even 10 years, you know, 10 years ago, seven years ago, whatever, is that I didn't, I didn't feel guilty for it. I just knew that my body reacted differently to it. So um, I think that there's a lot of pressure on us about how we're supposed to feel around the way that we eat. And I think that's something that all of us have been trying to reiterate throughout this entire podcast is, you know, if you're associating guilt with what you're eating, a, maybe it's something you shouldn't eat because it's a trigger food and B, maybe there's some food addiction issues or just some, some things that need to be worked through mindset wise. And I highly encourage that you do that journal about it, uh, pray about it. I think prayer is huge for removing um, obsessions. I pray about anything that I find myself having any kind of um, mental cloud around it just like with my grandmother's party mix I prayed over removing the the 
and it wasn't even necessarily a craving. It was just this feeling that I had around eating. It was this nostalgia and I just wanted to keep eating it. I didn't eat near as much this year as I have in years past, but I prayed to have that lifted and it was lifted almost immediately. And I haven't had any since then. I haven't wanted any since then. So I think that there's a lot of, you know, well, I know that there's a lot of power in prayer. And if food is an issue for you through this holiday season, then pray about it. Ask God to remove the obsession of whatever it is that you're craving. Before you walk into a big party, ask God to help you make smarter, healthier decisions for yourself. Because if there's guilt associated with it, then if you're anything like I used to be, you'll just dive right back in the next day because you've already done it. You've already, you know, and then it becomes this vicious cycle through the, hol the whole holiday season. And it's just not worth it. It's just not worth it. So either enjoy yourself and indulge or pray about it and ask God to lift the guilt because you're going to be one way or the other. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, please let us know in the comment section below. Please like, subscribe, and share our podcasts. We look forward to all of your feedback, and we will see you next week. Bye, everybody.